Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, man. Well, happy Father's Day. You know, I'm a father of two, and I feel like I have participated in every one of those scenarios, especially those stinking Legos, man. Man, those Legos. But hey, we, uh, we are just, uh, we're so grateful for fathers, uh, and we love you all, and we appreciate you all. You know, I was thinking about um, uh, just my role as a father, you know, and I looked back, and I was thinking about the scariest day of my life. Now, this right here, you'll see a picture there. That right there was the scariest day of my life because I had, we had just gotten done driving our little Izzy home in the car for the first time. And I just was driving. You know, you know dads, you, you remember that day. You're just driving and you're just like, ah, like you just drive so slow. And, and, and like if anyone does anything, you're like, what do you think you're doing? You know, it's like, like and so I can remember getting home and, and I mean, look how little she was right there. I was like, I was like, am I, am I gonna, I'm going to end up accidentally breaking this child, you know? And, and so I remember that day, and I know many of you dads and moms, you remember that first day bringing your kiddo home and just all of the anxiety connected to that. And you know what's great about, uh, you know, just being a child of God is that God gives us, right? It's in our DNA. You're, you are wired to be mom and dad. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think about it all the time, like, man, I was so afraid, but we just, we just figured it out, right? And we just continued to figure out. And so uh, it was, that was a pretty scary day, but man, I was just so, uh, I'm so honored to be a dad. In fact, I was thinking about my own dad, who uh, is a pretty awesome man. I think there's a picture of him there. That's my dad right there. And my dad has uh, been my hero my entire life. And and I, to this day, look up to him. And he's a pastor. And, you know, I was just thinking about how much he has sacrificed over the years for the local church and his family and his wife. And, I mean, he puts, it, he puts everything um, that's important, that really matters in life, he, he just puts all of that before him. And, and he just makes it all about his, his family and his church. And how many of you know that that's the way it's supposed to be as a father? Just putting everything else outside of your own wants and needs. You put your family first. And that's the kind of father uh, that I had. But the reality is I know because I'm in the middle of it right now, being a dad is really hard. Would you agree with me? Those of you that are dead? I mean, it's, it's really hard for all kinds of reasons. And in light of that, you know, it's hard for all of us in this room for many different reasons. And I was thinking about that today. Just statistically, this room alone, there's a lot of you that didn't have an awesome uh, connection with your father. Maybe you didn't know your father. Maybe your father abandoned you. Maybe you were abused by your father. And there's just, we, you know, there's a lot of us that have daddy issues. You know what I'm talking about? And so I was thinking about that. Father's Day is a little bit different than Mother's Day. And and I was just thinking about how there's some, there's some hurting people, even today. You're, you're sitting here and you're smiling and you're laughing at that silly video. But man, you didn't have those experiences with your dad. And so I just want you to know today how much we love you. And uh, we want you to know that your church loves you. 
And I'm just so grateful that we have a, a heavenly father who is a father to the fatherless. He, he, he's a father that doesn't make mistakes. He's a, he's a father that is perfect. He will never let you down. And, and so you should know that today. But I'm not going to preach on that reality because I feel like we can just hit that right on the head. That's who he is. Today, I want to talk actually about an earthly father. An earthly father. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 15. And then also Genesis chapter 12. So kind of, we're going to kind of be there. And then the book of James as well. Um, I, think, I think I might have some Hebrews in there too. So, so that's kind of where we're at with the text this morning. But let's start with Genesis chapter 15. Um, and then I'm gonna, we'll work back, all right? Here, here's what the scripture says. I'm talking about an earthly father today. Scripture says, Abram believed the Lord. Now, Abram would go on to have his name changed by God to Abraham. So with that reality in mind, where you see the word Abram, I'm just going to switch it to Abraham. So we totally have a good con context of who we're talking about here. So Abram, Abraham believed the Lord. Now let me just stop right there for a second, because in the original language, that word believed, that word believed has uh, so much more to do with action and real faith. M much more than the, the way we read the word believed. The original language in the, in the Hebrew and the Greek, that, that word believe, there's, there's so much more connotation there. It's, a, it's, it's, it's truly, I know it's a verb, but this, it's really an action word. It's, and, it's not, and, and, and then it's connected with faith. So it's action, faith, and here's another word, to, to trust. So, so, so Abraham was, he believed, meaning he was faithful to the Lord. Let's keep reading. And he, who's he? God. And God credited it to him as righteousness. What is a credit? A credit is giving someone something. So, 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 and what is righteousness? Well, righteousness is looking more like God. Meaning, meaning the more that Abraham walked in faith, the more that he believed and trusted and faithfulness to God, the more he looked like God. How many of you in this room today, you want to look more like God? That, that, that's why you're here today. You are here because you want to look more and more and more like Jesus. And so today, there's some, there, there's, I want to talk about this word faithfulness. Write that down. I want to talk about this, really, this lost art of faithfulness. Because in our culture, in our society today, um, with the statistics as they are, where we know of fathers and men bailing on their children and their wives and the whole thing. It's just a reality. It's a sad thing. But this, this word faithfulness is really a lost practice. And I looked at my father's picture up there and I, I, I shot him a text this morning. I said, I'm, I'm preaching on this word faithfulness today. And I want you to know, dad, that you, if, if I could choose one word, you embody the word faithfulness. It's, it's just consistency. It's showing up. It's staying in the game when, the, when, when you feel like the game you're playing and you're losing, you're failing. It's, it's just getting back out on the court, this word faithfulness. And, and I just believe today that 
This is who Abraham truly was, according to the scripture. He, he, was a, he was faithful in everything he did, and he was faithful to his God. And I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. I want to give you, if you're taking notes, three characteristics of faithfulness found in Abraham that you and I can mimic today. Because we're, we're all here, and we want to look more and more like Jesus. And this is a, this is a massive component to what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus, faithfulness. So here it is. Here's the first char characteristics. His confidence. Just write that down. His confidence. I may have this on the screen too, a little definition that I came up with. And that is, confidence is assured belief to the point that you fully trust. Yeah, there it is. Write that down. Confidence is assured belief, like, like you're all in, you know it 100% to the point that you fully trust. That's what real confidence is. And how many of you know that we can lack confidence from time to time? We can allow fear, anxiety, um, second guessing, all of the, we, that, that can, the enemy can get in your mind and you can start allowing the confidence level to go down. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> It was a Sunday morning. For me, I feel like early Sunday mornings is when the enemy loves to come after me. I, I feel like early Sunday mornings is, is when, when, when I, I, I wish, man, I say to myself, I sure wish that would have happened on Wednesday morning, right? It's like Sunday mornings, I feel like things tend to happen to me a lot. And a couple of years ago, I'll never forget, I went in to, uh, you know, get the shower going real early in the morning. And I looked down and, and my entire bathroom on the bottom floor there was just like this much water, right? And then I looked into our little den area there and like the car, I walked on the carpet, you know what I'm talking about? So the whole, so our entire basement, everything was flooded. And, and, and I began to like, I started to panic, man. I'm like, what in the world's going on? I had no idea what to do. And I started freaking out. Have, have you ever been in a place in your life where you just start freaking out? Like you, you're not even like, you, you're not even thinking about how am I going to figure this out? You're just like, ah, I start, and I just start freaking out like, Ashley, you know, what's going on? And I heard water running. I didn't know where it was. And I was just freaking out. And then in that moment, the Holy Spirit put someone into my mind. And that someone That someone was Marshawn Lynch. Now, I'm just, I know I'm strange. But there's this, there, there's this company that Marshawn Lynch for years was, was endorsed, right? And I, and I heard it, I heard it in the way he says it too. It wasn't like the way I said it. I heard Marshawn Lynch's voice in my ear just say, stop freaking call beacon, right? Yeah. Can we just be real today? You know, like, and I was like, that's it. You know, it was like, of course, stop freaking call beacon. So right away, I, I didn't even know really what that meant. So I Googled it, you know, and turns out beacon is a plumbing company. And sure enough, I, I called and, 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 they, and they answered, Hey, stop freaking call beacon. That's like what they said on the phone. And I said, I'm freaking beacon. 
I, I'm freaking. And they said, stop freaking. I said, but I am freaking. And they said, well, we're beacon and we help people that are freaking and we will be right on our way. Right. And sure enough, Beacon rushed over there and on the side of the, on, in, you know, stopped freaking. I was like, oh, I'm not freaking anymore, you know. And sure enough, they, they, they sure helped out the problem. Now, of course, I'm still making payments to them for like the rest. Stop freaking. Stop freaking. I was thinking about Abraham. You know, Abraham had a stop freaking kind of confidence in God. He just did. Let's get back to the text and we'll, we'll unpack it. Now, now jump back to uh, chapter 12. All right, so we kind of set it up. Now we're going to jump back three chapters. This is what the scripture says. It says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Now watch this. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now verse four. So Abraham started freaking out and asking God a bunch of questions. It doesn't say that, no. He, he's downloaded with information from God and look how he responds. It says, so Abraham say it. I, I don't read here even like, well, where are we going, God? Well, how do I know that you're not gonna, you know? So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Abraham was sure that God had spoken to him. And he, he not only believes that God speaks here, he had, what did I just say? Full assurance. Full assurance in his God. Why? Because he had been faithful to him all these years, and in turn, God had been faithful back to him. And the reason why I know this, I say it a lot here, you got to read between the lines when you're reading Scripture. Scripture goes out of the way to let all of us know how old he is. Because at 75 years old, when Abraham had the right to hang it up in Scottsdale, right? And let me just, that's, that's God's will for all of us, is it not? We're all headed to Arizona at some point, no? At 75, Abraham leaves the only real fit place he's ever really known. And he steps out of his comfort zone. And he responds to God. Why does he respond to God? Because his God is and always has been faithful in his life telling you we have so much to learn from this relationship that Abraham had with God I'm, I'm here to encourage you today believing to the point that you fully trust so the first point here is faithfulness includes confidence write that down it includes you want to be known as a person who's known for their faithfulness 
Have assurance in everything you are doing and the people that you love. All right? So the first characteristic that we can mimic from Abraham's life, having to do with his faithfulness, is the confidence that he had in his decisions, in the people he did life with, and most importantly, his God. Here's the second one, his conduct. I'm doing a C thing. That's what I do, right? So confidence. The second part of this is his conduct. What are you talking about, pastor? Your behavior. The way you live your life. True belief always results in action. What you do with it is what I'm talking about today. The great German philosopher, Moses Mendelssohn, says it like this. I, I think I threw it in the notes so you can, you can maybe just take a picture of it. You can't write that fast. Look, look what this, this famous philosopher says. He said, among all the precepts of the Torah, there is not one which says you shall believe this or you shall not believe it, but rather you shall do, you shall not do. Just as Jesus said, by their what? Their fruits. By their fruits, you shall know them. I had a, a mentor of mine once say to me, he said, JF, don't tell me what you believe. He said, don't tell me what you believe. Let, let me hang out with you for a week. And at the end of that week, I'll tell you what you believe. Right? Because, because belief requires, it requires action. It requires conduct. What is it that you truly believe? I have a friend and uh, his name's Chris Brannon. And um, Chris is a funny dude, but he truly believes in something to the point where most of you don't know him as Chris Brannon you know him as Sonic's guy. And have you seen this guy walking around Tacoma before? It's Sonic's guy, man. Chris, Chris loves a team that doesn't even exist. So much to the point that he's willing for the last 20 years to wear a team that doesn't exist apparel every single day of his life. I promise you, every single day. I've never seen him without some type of Sonics gear on. And he's kind of legendary in this town. Oh, there's Sonics guy. And he waves the whole thing. I, I, I just love that. You talk about faith, hope. They're coming back. Why? Because like truly believing in something, dude believes in that team. He believes that they're not over yet. That he takes action. <laughs> Belief demands actions. It's in the very definition of faithfulness. Now look at this passage of scripture. James 2. <clears throat> James 2 verses 20 and 21. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? In the original language here, that word dead really means useless. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he ordered Isaac, his son, on the altar? 
You see, the, the reason why James is connecting faith and action and then relating it back to Abraham is because for generations, the Israelites looked to Abraham as their example. Generation after generation, they said, Father Abraham embodies faithfulness. He is our example. And all these years later, here's James <laughs> writing, and he says, look what Father Abraham did here, this area of faithfulness. God says, go, and he goes. But actually, we see this all throughout Abraham's life. He wasn't perfect. How many of you know that? He had a few major blunders, that whole, you know, selling his wife thing. I, I wouldn't want that to show up on my Facebook page, you know, but made some mistakes along the way. But he was faithful. He was faithful. He was faithful. And I don't have time to get into it, but Gen Genesis ch chapter 22, many of you remember the story of his son that he has at 100 years old, Isaac. And many of you remember the story. You can go back and read it over, and I'm just briefly kind of scratching the surface on it. But God tests Abraham, if you will. He wants to see how faithful, how much he truly loves him. And so he tells Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your one and only son to me on an altar. And once again, Abraham, there's no pushback. I mean, I don't read it in the scripture. There's, there's no pushback. He says, if it's your will, Father, let it, you know. And I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Many theologians even believe, here's a little nugget for you, that Isaac was probably around the age of 18 when this went down. So think about that, for example. Here's a, here's a hundred plus, he's probably at this time, almost 120 years old. I just don't see a 120-year-old man fighting an 18-year-old man up into, onto the altar. What's your point, J.F.? Isaac had so much confidence and trust and faith in his father that he willingly climbed up on that altar and said, Dad, do what you got to do. Our God is faithful. You've been faithful to him, and he will always be faithful. So I am willing. Now, I know that's like the most ultimate extreme example there is. And I, and I think God did that very intentionally, giving us a bar to, to, to pursue, right? But man, this can play out in so many other areas in our own life. This, these moments where the Holy Spirit is whispering to you, are you going to argue or are you going to say, you are a faithful God. I'm putting my trust, my confidence, my conduct, everything that I am, I'm putting it in you and trusting you. And I'm not going to question and be... I'm telling you, this is how the kingdom works. This is what the Heavenly Father is like. This is who He is. What if God asked you to lay your greatest desires at His feet? How would you respond to that? And in this nine o'clock service, there's some saints in the house. And there's a lot of you that have done that. Bless you. Bless you. Keep setting the example for us millennials, all right, on what that looks like. Here's the third one as the band comes back, and that is, give me another characteristic. How, how can we mimic 
the father of all nations. We all come from him, right? Here's the last one. Write this down. Another characteristic connected to Father Abraham's faithfulness was his carry on. Was his carry on. What, what do you mean by that? Stay the course. Don't quit. Don't quit. At 75 years old, he could have said, man, this, this doesn't sound right. I'm not 25 anymore. I've already served your kingdom, God, in a very intentional way. And now you're asking me to completely uproot everything I've ever known for a new assignment? He had, he had every right to do that, but he doesn't do it. He just does what the Lord says. And then you can, you can just, keep, just keep reading the rest of Abraham's life. He just keeps doing what God tells him to do. And there's a lot of, there's enemies. There's some crazy stuff that happens in his story, but he just, he, he doesn't quit. He doesn't quit. And in our context, I was thinking about a man who at the age of 65, after living a long, productive life in his own career at 65, he retires, he receives his retirement benefits and his very first social security check was for $150. And with that first $150, he didn't head to some beach in South Florida. He took that $150 and he invested it in his dream. In fact, this man at the age of 65, day after day, knocked on every door in the state of Kentucky that he could. He says that he had 1,009 signed uh, legitimate no's before there was ever one yes. And every day he would get up, 65 years old, in his white iconic suit and he would knock on the doors of Kentucky and some of you fathers when you leave here this afternoon you might be sticking your hand into one of those KFC chicken bowls because that was Colonel Sanders here's this man obviously not on the same level as Abraham but I read that story of just I don't care how old I am I've got a dream and just pursued it, and he didn't quit. And he, he was with that company that's all worldwide now for, to the, almost to the day he died. Carry on, carry on. Back, let's get it back into a spiritual context. Hebrews chapter 12, and then we're going to pray. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight, sin which clings so, so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We're running out of time, but let me give you one more passage and then we'll pray. Do you, James 2, 22 and 23. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect? 
And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called, I love this, a friend of God. He wasn't called a liar. He wasn't called a dad fail. Did he have some blunders? Absolutely. The end of his life on his tombstone, there it is. Abraham, friend of God, a father of faith and faithfulness. Why? Because he never quit. He kept going. He didn't let his failures be the defining moments of his life. Faithfulness is not about failing. It's about not quitting when you do. And maybe some of you dads, you've walked into this place, everyone for that matter, you've walked in and you said, you know, I've I failed so many times at this being a dad thing. I failed at this being a follower of Jesus thing. And, and I've just, I've, I've, I've kind of just leaned back and I'm, I just feel like quitting. No, 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 no. Some of the, are the heroes of our faith had all types of mistakes in their life, but they stayed faithful to a loving God. And that's my encouragement to you, brothers in the house today. Maybe you're here today and you don't have biological sons or daughters. Maybe you're a mentor or a teacher and you're a surrogate. I, I, I honor you and I bless you. Just keep staying faithful. This community, so many broken homes, so many kids without dads. Man, I encourage, stay with them, love on them. We need faithful fathers, amen. Let me pray for you across this auditorium. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.